Georgia has its own share of musical superstars, from Ray Charles, who performed with Gagouche, to Ludacris and Childish Gambino. Peach State is also a hotbed for actors, aided and abetted by a booming TV and film industry. Well, those two art forms come together in musical theater. And Georgia is not traditionally known for seeding musicals, but fall is a fresh season for theatrical productions. And theater critic and writer Calendra Smith says we can expect some musical numbers this fall. Calendra, so great to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So several big name productions and playwrights based in Georgia or got their starts here. I think of Aida, The Color Purple, Kenny Leon. Is that a surprise to you? It's not a surprise to me because we have an incredibly talented uh, group of people in Georgia. I mean, performers here are really top notch. Writers here are top notch. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. They are doing it against the odds in many ways um, because you have to be, to quote Hamilton, young, scrappy, and hungry <laughs> to get your start, um, it, you know, in Georgia in general. But it doesn't surprise me that there's now more national recognition coming to the state as a place for the development of new work. Well, that actually is a surprise to me because, I mean, this takes huge money. You don't have the stream of tourists coming to Broadway shows, for example, that you have in New York City. And given Georgia's continued ranking last or near last in per capita arts funding, how are theater companies here able to mount these big productions? That's a really good question. So I would say that a lot of theater companies here are reliant on individual giving. That is gifts from people like you and me who are saying, you know, I really believe in your mission. I really believe in this show. I really believe in what you're trying to do or the talent of this playwright or producer or performer, and I'm going to give. Um, there's also, of course, corporate giving, uh, places like Lexus, Coca-Cola, MailChimp, who really stand in the gap when it comes to arts funding. And then there's foundations. I mean, the Arthur Blank Foundation does a tremendous amount for the arts. Uh, Turner. I mean, so there, there's that private giving that's really helping people get it done. But the thing is, by the time you see a show and it has a professional theater backing it with the funding of those larger organizations, some other groundwork has been laid. There are other places in Georgia like Essential Theater Festival and the New South Playwrights Festival and Southeastern Theater Conference and things like that, where these playwrights are starting those small we maybe we call them semi-professional theaters mm -hmm. where they're getting their practice so that by the time they get to the Alliance or Aurora or one of the bigger theaters, it's had workshop productions and been developed elsewhere. Uh huh. So who are some of the big players in this game now? As far as... How about the big productions? You know, of course, Alliance Theater is one that comes to mind. Right. So the Alliance Theater um, is typically having a show that's on slated for a Broadway transfer kind of is the goal, right? Pretty much every season they've given us for the past several years. Um, so like Becoming Nancy will open in September. It's got a Tony Award winning um, director, choreographer at the helm. Jerry Mitchell's behind Kinky Boots, Legally Blonde, the musical, you know, all these big name musicals that you'll recognize. He's the director of Becoming Nancy. So, I mean, they definitely have that. They also have a regional theater Tony Award, which helps with 
that sort of recognition of, oh, this is a theater that can produce, you know, really great work. Um, Because the regional theater, Tony, is voted on by the American Theater Critics Association. Mm -hmm. And so when a theater gets a regional theater, Tony, that's kind of a signal to the industry of, oh, this is a place to watch. So that's part of how the Alliance has been able to do some of this. Uh Well, the Alliance has successfully, as you mentioned, transferred a couple of shows to Broadway. The Prom recently took its final bow on Broadway and was recently nominated for nine Tony Awards. Let's hear just a bit from that production. That musical made its world premiere at Alliance Theater in 2016 with Casey Nicola as director and choreography. What is the prom about? And why do you think its origination here? Does it, what does it say about workshopping something in Georgia? Um, what I, there is so yes, the prom is one of a number of musicals as you mentioned that have originated here. I mean, you've got things like the Color Purple, Sister Act, the musical, that sort of thing, who have all had Broadway runs. Um, for as far as the prom is concerned, I think that the fact that it's based on a true story of something that actually happened in a town where a young lesbian girl was not allowed to go to her prom, I think automatically kind of built in some anticipation for that show. Um, And then, you know, when you talk about the team um, from the Alliance, I mean, Casey Nicola is also another Broadway director, things like Tuck Everlasting, which also was at the Alliance, you know, he's behind those things. So I think that certainly helps. Um, And the prom is also just a fun show. You know, young teenagers, uh, they are such a huge part of Broadway enthusiasm, but not a lot of shows are for them. Uh And this show, I remember when I saw the prom on Broadway, I thought, and I sat behind a woman and her daughter, and I was like, yeah, this is who this is for. Like, this teenage girl is able to see an experience of teenagers on stage, and that's really unique and cool. Yeah, that was a big... I remember when Spring Awakening just sort of busted all of that Mm -hmm. open a couple of years ago. But, all right, so let's talk about Atlanta Theater Goers. I mean, people can watch Netflix for a couple bucks a month. Every channel has a streaming service. Plenty of people watch basic free cable. So what does it take to get people over that hump to pay 50-plus-plus dollars for theater tickets? What What are the needs and expectations for the audience. Well, that's the million dollar question, right? But at the same time, I want to address like the price piece because people think that theater is far more expensive and removed from their lives than it is. And that is totally false. No matter where you live in Georgia, there is a theater near you that is doing really quality work that is relevant to your community. That's just the truth. And um, when it comes to cost, you can see really great professional theater all throughout Metro Atlanta and and, and in other parts of Georgia for like $20 a ticket. By the time you go to the movies if you do an IMAX you could go see theater like it's not a impossibility I mean if you go see a preview or a final dress rehearsal um, there's blue star theater programs where military families get discounts pretty much every theater has a student discount of some type um, where your ticket's going to be less than 20 bucks Um, and then when you go to a show kind of during that opening those kind of first couple of weeks you can generally get a ticket for $30 or less so the price point between going to a movie and seeing live theater and it's professional quality theater is not really that much um, and then as far as the needs of the audience are, are concerned, different people go to the theater for different reasons. Some people go because they just want the escapism, the entertainment. They want to laugh. They want to have a communal experience, which is all well and good. Some people are interested in a particular topic, which the thing about Atlanta is 
being a breeding ground for new work is that a lot of the plays and the musicals are going to be super topical. So you're going to have things about um, the trans community. You're going to have things about gender. You're going to have things about race. You're going to have things about class. You're going to have things about the education system. I mean, it's all in there, um, which is the beautiful thing about being in a market where new work is championed. Calendra Smith is with us. She's an Atlanta-based theater critic and writer, and we're discussing Atlanta's theater scene, and she's giving us a little bit of a preview for theater companies across the metro, but musical theater in particular. Actors Express, another theater in Atlanta metro area, now showing Head Over Heels, music and lyrics by the all-female band The Go-Go's. Here is a bit of Taylor Iman Jones performing Vacation. So, by the way, Head Over Heels does run through August 25th. What's the reality of producers actually making profits and recouping investments in shows like this that don't last long on Broadway? Well, so Head Over... I will say the shining light that I think people need to take note of about Atlanta's place in the theater community is that when... Not every market gets a show fresh off of Broadway. Usually when they start thinking about like second run opportunities and national tours and things like that, you know, not every market's getting this stuff. So it's a really good sign that Atlanta was able to get head over heels like fresh off of Broadway like this, especially since Actors Express is like an intimate black box theater. That is like a huge win. Like, it really is. Just like True Colors is going to be doing um, School Girls or the African Mean Girls play next spring. That was a huge hit off Broadway. And the fact that, like, they got, you know, kind of one of the first productions off Broadway is, like, pretty significant. But as far as, like, the money and recouping, I mean, I would say that on the nonprofit level, you know, making the money is, you know, breaking even is the goal, so to speak. You <laughs> You're know? lucky. Right? And then when it comes to uh, stuff like um, Broadway productions, we were talking about commercial theater. Um, we can't underestimate that a lot of these shows will have a life on tour, and the touring can sometimes recoup what the Broadway run doesn't get, you know? Also, there's soundtracks, you know, d- uh, cast recordings, rather, like downloads, music, MP3s, that sort of thing, merchandise. So there's a a whole lot of money when you talk about commercial theater to be made. Right. Yeah. But not necessarily by those little theaters. Not necessarily by the little theaters, but I mean, I believe Actors Express extended the run of Head Over Heels, so I'd say they're doing okay. All right, let's hear from another. <laughs> you can't have a theater experience, of course, without the talent, and you have an eye on Georgian Candy McClellan is one that you're watching. Here she is performing Change at Aurora Theater. What you keeping your eye on, Calendra? Yeah, so there are a lot of awesome young actors in the Atlanta market. And actually, for the past couple of years, I've done an article for the AJC called Eight Young Actors to Watch. And um, Candy McClellan is definitely on my list uh, for people who were in consideration this year who I'm keeping an eye on, so to speak. Um, there's also folks like Michelle Pokopak, who um, I hope I pronounced her last name correctly, who she... Um, does the um, Asian American Theater Festival here in Atlanta. Um, And she also was in Horizon Theater's production of The Wolves, um, which in general had a really fantastic cast of young actresses. Um, I would say Shannon McCarran is somebody who has also been working in the market and does a lot of musicals down at CR&B Playhouse. Um, So in general, I'm saying like young women are really doing their thing in Atlanta theater 
Well, there aren't a lot of young women in Hamilton, but it is coming back to Atlanta in 2020. Darn hard to get tickets the first time around. Now fans have a second shot. Do you think it's worth another viewing? Yes. So I would say for people who have never seen Hamilton, definitely still try to get those tickets, you know, wait in those lines, you know, do your darndest if you can. Um, But and it's really a cool theater experience. You know, first viewing, you're going to be caught up in the choreography. You're going to be caught up in the lights and the costumes and the the musical performance of it all because it is mostly wrapped through. Right. For people who are seeing it a second time, I would invite them to think about Hamilton more critically. You know, you've seen it first. You've seen the blockbuster nature of it all. You've had the razzle-dazzle. Now let's really look at, like, what um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's intentions might have been with this musical. And let's break down some of the areas where Hamilton is super strong and where Hamilton needs, you know, some massaging, like in the representation of gender. (laughs) Daring to massage Hamilton. (laughs) Kalender Smith, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you. Kalender's in Atlanta theater critic and writer.